for the Diamondbacks and Christian Walker's into second with a two-run double. They lead it 6-3. to The 0-1 pitch. Swung on, ripped down the left field line. That's going to be a base hit for Castellanos. Harper is off to the races, around second. He's heading for third. The helmet comes flying off. They're going to wave him to the plate. The relay home. It's not in time. Wow. Harper scores <laughs> from first as Castellanos is in at third. And the Phillies take a 4-1 to one lead. First pitch is hit into center field. Siri coming on. It falls in front of him. It goes off of his glove, high into the air. Carter around third is in to score. The throw to third sails into the Rangers' dugout. Simeon will score as well as Seager goes to third. Two come across for Texas. It's 4 nothing Rangers. Hey, listen, everybody. So let's go. And let's get started in here. Let's go. Hour three. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> let's get it started in here, Bob. <laughs> hey. He nailed it, okay? I like I like his version better. <laughs> I like the first part of it. Hey, listen, everybody. So let's go. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> I like that part. Uh, Texas shuts out Tampa 4 nothing yesterday. The Rangers can move on with a win today. They got the Val guy going for them. Minnesota over Toronto 3-1. to Arizona wins in Milwaukee 6-3. And the Phillies over Miami 4-1. to Same four games today at the same time. Uh, did you see that the average game time yesterday, two hours and 55 minutes, that is 40 minutes less than the average playoff game time in the last few years. Now, small sample size. We'll see if it holds up. Right. But 40 minutes is a large That's chunk of time. significant amount of time. In fact, I still got in a short walk yesterday once uh, the game was done for the Rangers because it ended so quickly. Yeah. Well, you were you had adrenaline pumping through you. I you did. I was. Uh, I don't run, but I will say there were a couple of blocks, stretch of blocks that I did jog it out and said uh, I had a lot of energy pumping through. Really? Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. You you got you were picking them up and putting them down, I was, huh? I was. Wow. 
You couldn't help yourself. I couldn't help myself. I, was, I bet if I, I was floating feel through it. the neighborhood, I was yeah. floating through the neighborhood. All right, um, do me a favor. Oh, you picked up a surprise commitment yesterday. See if you can uh, oh, find some deets yeah. on this guy for us here in a second. Yeah. I'm going to do something else. He's first, only but twelve, but I'll I'll find that. Yeah. Class of twenty thirty four or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Running back. So see if you can find some deets on that guy. In the meantime, uh, we're getting close to needing to make some lock of the week and upset picks. So I'm going to scroll through some of the games coming up in college football this weekend, give you some interesting lines. Don't forget, Friday night, OSU in action in Stillwater. They've got the Friday night game this week against K-State. Great game. I'm looking forward to uh, – I'm going to Papacitos, I think, Friday night, Teach. That's kind of a, a pregame Papacito. tradition and then I'm going to go back to the hotel room and uh, walk, watch a little OSU-KSU. The Cats, an 11.5-point favorite in that game. All right, I got his name here. Got oh, we'll get to it in a second. Okay, Wait, okay. Just hang oh, calm down. LSU on the road, 6.5-point favorite at Missouri. That is a good range for an upset special, but I don't think I can pick Missouri in good conscience. Obviously, uh, the OU-Texas game, Texas right now, according to scores and odds, sitting at 6.5. I believe that's up from five and a half earlier in the week. Yes, Teej, I hear you flipped your mic on. And oh, sorry. Thinking about commenting on OU Texas. No, line. sorry. No, no. accident. Ohio State, a 19 and a half point favorite over Rutgers in Columbus. Uh, I'm not going to give all the games. Just trying to pick out the headliners here. Uh, Bama, two and a half at A&M. I don't know who I think is going to win that game yet. Kansas, only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home over UCF. That tells me Daniels must not be playing again. That sounds like that, yeah. What's up with that back, too? It's like a weird tightness situation that just keeps locking up on him. That's kind of kind of strange. The whole... And it's almost the like they knew last scratch. weekend with that Texas uh, spread last week that they... But he was in warm-ups, I thought, and then decided, you know, the back can't go. It's like Vegas knew that. Like, I don't know. That's weird. I felt like just listening to um, Leipold's post-game comments, like it was almost a surprise to him. Well, yeah, he didn't know know until they came up to him, yeah. Yeah. So. Georgia favored by 14-and-a-half over Kentucky. That's a lot of points. I mean, the game's between the hedges, but. Kentucky was impressive last week. Notre Dame playing another undefeated team. They are at Louisville. Irish favored by six and a half. Arkansas goes to Ole Miss. Ole Miss an 11 and a half point pick. TCU's at Iowa State. Hmm. Fishy. TCU favored by six and a half in Ames. Why? Um... That's a big number, so I don't know why that much. On the road, that's yeah, almost that's like what I'm saying. It's like in if Fort it Worth. was Fort Worth, I would understand that, but that's a big number in Ames. With what I've seen and what what we've seen so far from the two teams, I don't think Iowa State's very good, but at home, I don't know. That one's caught my attention. Baylor one and a half point favorite over Texas Tech. The game is in Waco. 
And USC, a 21-and-a-half-point favorite over Arizona late Saturday night. That game is in the Coliseum. Uh, let me see here what I got. I got a text message. Chris Joseph, very involved in today's show. Ohio State plays Maryland with Tua's younger brother. Yeah, that's right. I said Ohio State and Maryland. Okay, Teach, um, tell us about the commitment you picked up yesterday. Uh, running back Jonathan Hatton, who was born... Several years after you and I were already doing a radio show together, has committed to the Sooners. 2026 class, uh, 5'11 running back out of the San Antonio area, Steel High School. Um, Four-star here, uh, but as Parker said yesterday, not a lot on this guy yet, and this even took him and some others by surprise when uh, Hatton went ahead and verbally committed yesterday. So uh, 2026 kids, sophomore out of the San Antonio area. I really uh, slap in the face to Parker Thune that uh, he wasn't all over this and that uh, he doesn't know much about the guy. He's got to be better than that. <laughs> you got to know about the 15-year-old. <laughs> you got to know your 2026 talent. <laughs> so sounds like to me this kid's uh, Heisman worthy, TJ. What do you think about him? Hatton is his name. Is that what you said? Uh, Hatton the Heisman, Heisman the Hat, Jonathan Hatton, Heisman, Heisman Hatton. for Hatton. Hatton yeah. for Heisman. Uh, yeah. Sounds like it to me. Um, 5'11 out of the Houston area. Yeah, sounds like DeMarco right? Murray liked uh, what limited uh, footage there was on him, what he's seen early on in the uh, sophomore season, and he's been through OU a couple of times and uh, got the commitment yesterday. Right, first commitment of that class. Yes. Already puts him at the, uh, look right here. Seventh ranked class, it looks like, for 2026 with one the, player. I like this kid. I mean, he may change his mind 12 times between now and his signing day, but uh, he's a sophomore? Am I doing the math right there? Yes, sophomore, yes. I like a sophomore that says, enough of this. I'm committing. I don't want to I – don't, I don't need the pony show. I don't need the drama. I don't need to put hats out on no, the table. I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. I, 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 I'm it. tired. Of, you guys leave me alone. I'm going to OU. But by end of junior into senior year, does uh, the attention and the demand and the interest, if you're still that no. level, change this kid? Not with this kid. He's okay. solid, He's Teach. Solid. He's right. solid. There you he heard is it, a, folks. There you heard I it. I mean, I, I know this kid, Teach, and he is a solid commitment. <laughs> and you you know, you got to factor in the family and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I mean, this is... So so young that really not a lot of other. I mean, Baylor had offered him. I guess Houston. My daughter's a sophomore in high school. UT San Antonio. So my daughter's a sophomore in high school. She goes for her second driver's ed drive after school today. Yeah, she's not making a collegiate plan yet. That's the. That's how old this kid is. Oh, I know. I'm. I, I know. I said we. This kid was born way after you and I were doing a show together. Well, I guess all of them, even in the current classes, are now, nowadays. We're so old, but I'm just, I'm just thinking. In the top like, five most exciting things in my daughter's life right now are nerd clusters. He, okay, uh, <laughs> that's the age of this kid. Two and a half years uh, older than my kid. Yeah, I mean he's young. I get your point. Yes, your daughter, your daughter could be bringing him home for tamales. You need to watch yourself right now. I'm just okay? saying. Isn't a football player she's bringing you home? crossed a boundary, all right? No, it's you not. Need watch, you need to watch yourself, no, all right? 
Did he not come over for dinner last night and have tacos? Yes. Was he a football player? I can talk about it. You can't. Okay. okay? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My daughter you're talking about. I didn't say anything bad. I said the kid had dinner. I'm looking at a map of where all all our listeners are tuned in from right now. Uh, It looks like the United Nations, Teach. We got a listener right now in Kiev City, Ukraine. What? Yeah. They're in the middle of a war. Valencia, Spain is tuned in. Uh, Prague. We got a loyal listener in Switzerland. I don't know who it is, but every day over there in Switzerland. I think it's the guy that sends me, like, footage from his uh, high-powered antenna that he has on top of a mountain. I believe I picked up your signal on June 27th at 4.37 a.m. Is this you? Well, we appreciate you, you dude, over there in uh, Switzerland. Thank you for listening every day. Absolutely. Hey, uh, I think Tanner Groves or Jacob must be uh, visiting the family. Somebody listening in Spokane, Washington this morning. There you go. Let me scroll down. Where else we got? Somebody in Idaho. Blackfoot, Idaho's got their ears on. Uh, Vegas, Los Angeles, Sacramento, Phoenix. I'm going to hang out west today. Where are we down here? Carlsbad Caverns down in New Mexico. Probably Odessa. over at uh, Carlsbad Apartments, too, right around here. Around the yeah, corner. I'm sure they got yeah. apartments there. Yeah. Odessa, Texas, Littleton, Colorado, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Everybody tuned into the ref. Goodland, Kansas. That's the fig farmer out there, I think. Hayes, Kansas, all over the state of Oklahoma. Let me pick out some locations here in Oklahoma. We got uh, we got Clinton, Weatherford, and let's pick a smaller town here. Let's hey, get go off here. my. Hey, leave my Swiss accent alone. I'm not very good at Swiss accent. That was great. Jones, Oklahoma, listening today, all over. Thank you to the Ref Army. You're setting record numbers. Everybody tuned in. OU Texas Week, we appreciate it. TJ, who brings us our Ref location? Affordable uh, Door Company, your full-service garage door company, the official garage door company of Sooner Athletics. Visit them online at affordabledoor.net, 405-635-9499. Tell them you heard them on the Ref. Ask about the uh, garage door maintenance special they've got going on right now. They compromise on the price, but not the quality affordable door company. Take a break. Don't forget, bottom of the hour, voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way will join us live and tell us the stories this week from Enemy Camp. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. Rightway Insurance. Toby and TJ back with you. If you're going over to Sarah's place for a uh, Texas watch party to support your Sooners, no better uh, thing to bring than a Chick-fil-A tray from over here at the 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A. They can help you with your tailgates, your pre-party, your after-party. Uh, your party party, whatever party you're partying up. Chick-fil-A. Your party party. Sandwich and nugget trays, tea and lemonade by the gallon. They can do it all. The 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A. Tremendous over there. Hey. Give them a call, 405-310-3189. Yeah. I have been in touch with Zach Bryan this week. Zach Bryan of Ulaga, Oklahoma, or Zach Bryan, the uh, texter to the show? No, the artist. Perhaps nothing will come of it, but we'll see. Are you being serious right now, or is this another Josie needs to see us in his office yesterday at 3 o'clock? No, I'm being serious. Hmm. 
Don't get too excited. It's just initial initial contact. 20 years. I don't know we'll that see. I've ever been more jealous of you than I am right now. I didn't say I had a face-to-face -face conversation with You guys going him. on a date? What's going on here? Because That'd be great. Uh, I, I would guess it doesn't get that far. I but, don't. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully something will come of it. We'll see. Uh, makes me uneasy. What's it make you uneasy for? You're not cool enough to reach out to Zach Bryan. All right? Well, that's for sure. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Just quit trying so hard. All right? We'll see. I Probably nothing will come of it. Huh. We'll see. All right. Well, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Oh, this hour brought to you by RK Black, by the way. Your office management leader, office technology solutions. Check them out. RKBlack.com. Fax, printer, copier. 405-943-9800. Uh, let's see. To be fair, in my 30s, nerd clusters are also exciting to me. That's Ohio Sooner. <laughs> That's true. They are pretty good. Uh, sweet tart ropes. That's what the uh, rage is in our house right now, the ropes. Oh, really? Uh, the sweet tart gummy ropes or whatever they are, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but nerd clusters are a high up on the list as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Toby, he's out of the San Antonio area. I think that's what oh, I said. Did I, say, didn't I? I said Houston. I said oh, okay. Houston. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My bad. Uh, it's all the same, really, isn't it? It is. Softball yeah. Steve says Bama loses their second game Saturday out of the playoff loop. They'll be. Uh, I, I mean, they lost two games last year and we were still trying to get them in, right? So. Uh, yeah, this early in the season, they're not out yet. Uh, they could go on and dominate every game, and then suddenly yeah. they're back in the conversation. It takes four to five losses for Alabama to be eliminated. Uh, Frat Bro, Bro Mark says, uh, six and a half points is a lot. Vegas knows something, or general public drinking Kool-Aid on Texas? Well, I don't think uh, the whole Vegas knows something thing is... Silly, because guess what? They do know something. Well... Are there occasions when somebody gets tipped off to an injury that maybe the rest of the public doesn't know about? Hey, I'm sure that happens. But for the most part, they're trying to get half the money on one side and half the money on the other. So they're going where the public takes them, for the most part. And I think the public was was the public loves Texas, TJ, before they ever play a game every year, right? And they go beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and that carries a lot of weight. I mean, they looked really good, so... They should be favored. They should be favored. I, I don't. I don't think the line's that out of whack. Um, let's see here. If we can't give them the horns down, why can their band stop in the middle of their fight song and scream "Oh, you sucks!" after a good thrashing? Uh, I tend to hold up just my pinky. You can give them a horns down. Nobody's stopping you from giving them a horns down. Our players can give horns downs. You just can't go into somebody else's face and do it. That's all. Yeah. So the Zach Bryan thing, when you talk to him, will you let him know I need two tickets for his Oklahoma City and Tulsa shows? No, I will not. I haven't what talked to him. What good are you for, if, man? If I do talk to him, I will not take advantage of the situation. Take advantage. No. Give no. four. We'll sit together. We'll share some tickets. nachos. I have oh, yeah, tickets to the tickets. show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, well, get tickets for me. Use your, use your name and You're power. too cheap. You could have got, got tickets. You you got you 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 went cheapskate hey, on it. Tell him I said Ticketmaster sucks and I refused to give them any type of fees not, and that I needed a, a tickets. All right? Just tell him I'm that. I'm not passing along all the messages TJ wants me to pass along. 
probably nothing will come of it. So just calm down. Ted and Tyler were saying the QB that's in their first game win in this game. Repeat that, please. Ted and Tyler were saying the QB that it's their first game win in this game. Some have. I mean, some first-year quarterbacks well, do. Dylan Gabriel did. I mean, uh, Quinn Ewers did last year. Yeah. However, Davis, Davis Bevel, Bevel did, did not. not. Right. <laughs> I would say... I would be interested to see if there was any historical numbers behind that. I would guess no. I would say that historically quarterbacks don't win in their first OU Texas game. But that's off the top of Are my head. Are you saying maybe, Professor McComas didn't do his research before maybe he put he that did. out there? I would love to see those numbers because that would he be a surprise to me. He knows history and stats, man. Don't argue with him on that. He probably knows the that, percentage. Yeah, he probably does. Uh, I would find that surprising. Uh, thank you for the uh, M&M gif. Uh, Peyton Bowen, Cody says, will have a kickoff return. Peyton Bowen will have a kickoff That's return? That's what Cody Allen's saying here on the text line. Hmm. Well, he hasn't been back there this year, has he? I think it's been Farouk, and his backup at least is listed as Billy Bowman. Yeah. I don't remember it if it has. Okay, well, maybe this guy knows something. He knows something. He works in Vegas. Okay, all right. My bad. Quinn Ewers hasn't faced anything like this D, this 918-er says. Easy, easy, easy. They did play Alabama. Easy on Captain Willard, too. Ewers' experience means nothing since last year was not competitive. DG is better and will handle it. That does mean something. It wasn't competitive because he was part of a team that whipped Oklahoma. That means something. Okay, here's where I It may I not would... in the grand scheme of things when you play the game out, but for him going into it, it means something. I agree and disagree. It means something because he's experienced uh, what it's like walking down that tunnel. He's experienced exactly. being in OU Texas, uh, all that kind of stuff. He has not been through, and I hopefully Saturday is this, he has not been through playing against the Oklahoma crowd that we saw two years ago exactly. and is is almost always here at OU Texas. When they're in this game and being on the south end of that stadium is, is deafening and the nerves that go with being in a fourth quarter OU Texas game, he has not experienced that. So there are some advantages to being in it last year, but he hasn't experienced the full OU Texas experience. Yeah, but it, but don't don't play it off like it means nothing that it he started and nothing. won that game. Yeah, it yeah. means something, but it, that doesn't mean the outcome. And is neither he's has going Dylan to win Gabriel. this game, right? Yeah, I mean, OU can win this game and beat Quinn Ewers, uh, but it it does mean something that he's played in that game, in my opinion. It means he's 1-0. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if we win the coin toss, do we want to go on offense or def defense first? I say offense first to set the tone. That's from Zach. I think they'll choose defense. So OU has won the coin toss in every game this year. They are 5-for-5. Five five. The first three games they elected to receive the football. The last two they elected to defer. And Brent has started to talk a lot the last couple of weeks about the middle eight about the four minutes going into halftime and the four minutes coming out of halftime and how the analytics say that those are the most important eight minutes of a football game and they have not allowed a, 
point in those eight minutes yet this year. And that says to me that he wants the football coming out of halftime, which a lot of people, that was kind of the Bill Belichick thing is, if you can do exactly what OU did last Saturday, which is score going in and then get the ball and score coming out, I mean, it's a potentially 14-point blow without the other team having a chance to answer. So I think he trusts his defense. I think if they win the flip, he'll defer so that he can have the ball to start the second half. My guess. This texter would like to know, uh, Toby, uh, will I be able to pick up your FM signal in the fair if I'm outside of the stadium? Mm, it would probably, probably be dicey. I would I would go with the Varsity app then. Y- yeah, yeah. You're going to get a delay, but you're going to be able to clearly hear everything that's going on. I, I think the FM signal, by law, it's a limited signal. It's only allowed to reach basically the area of the stadium, inside the stadium. So I would say outside, you're going to have a pretty hard time. Maybe if you, perhaps if you sat on the steps just outside the Cotton Bowl and just sat there and listened. But if you're walking around the fair, I would say it's doubtful that you hold that signal. If you went to the Ferris wheel, because it's got a clear view into our booth. Yeah. If you just went and like sat in the Ferris wheel. (laughs) Told them to pause it up top. Well, yeah, yeah. We can see almost the whole Ferris wheel. You just kept riding the Ferris wheel for three and a half hours? <laughs> I think you could listen to the game. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, joins us next. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. 119th Red River Rivalry coming up Saturday morning. And the man who will be to my right, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. The voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way, joins us now. Am I right about that, Craig? You're in the corner this year, right? It's so interesting that you bring that up, uh, T-Row, because we were having the same discussion the other day with our network people and trying to remember – which one, which booth is in which thing. And we finally did, I think, come to the same conclusion you have. The home, the designated home team uh, actually has the further outside booth, a little closer to the, mm-hmm. to the uh, south end zone, the Oklahoma end of the field. So it's, it, but, but, you know, what's the old saying? Six and one, half a dozen of the other. I mean, they're the right beside. You're either dealing with, what, the low bridge with the pipe in one room or the post in the other, right? So it's just, Yeah, that's somebody long before me anyway. I started to say long before you. I don't know. But long before me, somebody decided that the, the, the booth with the big post in it yeah. is, the, is the one you don't want. So the visiting team gets that booth, which is actually closer to the 50. So yeah. I think I'm in the one with the post this year as the visiting team, and you're in the one in the corner. I think I so. Think anyway. I think you're right. And and you know what, Tubby, this will be my 34th uh, to to work on on the broadcast. Wow. And and it's it, it it has changed now. It has not changed as you know probably over the past gosh decade. I would say we've been in those same boots, but. Uh, but it used to be there was one time we were down on the fifth floor. There was one time we were for, for several years, we were on the sixth floor and then seventh floor. I, you know, I can't keep up with it, but I know we've kind of all been in that same spot where we've drawn that same conclusion over time. You know what I was thinking about the other day, the uh, pizza hut ad campaign we did must've been very ineffective because they never asked us to do it again. (laughs) 
know. And I, I thought it was so, you know, the, the only thing I, I remember two things about that. And that, what, what was that about 2013 or 2014? Yeah, it was that. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we did that, and for folks who don't know, I mean, here's, here's Toby and I sitting literally, literally on the 50 yard line at a, at a table playing flick football or paper football, that, that type of thing. We we're doing that for pizza Hut, and we're eating pizza and it's, Oh, conservative estimate, 97 degrees. Oh, was it, it, was, it was a thousand degrees that day. It was it so was hot. so hot. And like, here, have another slice of sausage, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And it was uh, it was so brutally hot. We had a lot of fun with it. Maybe they just looked and said, look, those poor dudes are melting. I don't think Let's we not- sold many pies. I don't think we sold any pies. Can you imagine what it would be like if they decided to do that next year uh, at the at, the Omni in Dallas when the SEC media days are there, and they get you and I out there in the middle of that and said, look at these two dudes. Who do they think yeah. they are coming into the SEC doing this? I, I wouldn't mind doing it again, though. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen, free food. You kidding me? Yeah. I, I, I signed up. What's the mood this week down in Austin? Craig, you do the radio show down there and everything. How are Longhorn fans feeling? You know, it's, it, it's interesting because uh, I would think – that because the team has played pretty well, obviously to this point, and and, it, and uh, is, is achieving its whatever national ranking and a big turnaround uh, or big add-on from last year's eight-win campaign, there'd be even more excitement about that. I don't hear too much about that this week. I, I did last week. I don't hear too much about that this week. It's it's all about you know the history and tradition and the rivalry of Texas OU, and that's that's. That's what are you know what everybody's talking about down here. So, you know, kind of the more things change, the more they stay the same, Toby. It's just folks are excited about this week and getting up to Dallas and all of those things. There's the victory rally thing tonight uh, on campus. There's all of these traditional things that happen with Texas OU, and it's one of the greatest traditions in all of college football. So I think that folks are excited about that. Tell me about the difference between Quinn Ewers this year and last year going into this game. Where, where other than the haircut, where yeah, have you and, seen the greatest improvement for him? Yeah, and about 15 pounds less. Uh, uh, he chiseled himself up a little bit. Uh, that, uh, but I seriously, I think it's it's two things. One uh, is. His footwork is better, and he said that was something he worked really, really diligently on in the offseason. Now, we've seen it last couple of weeks on these two touchdown runs. He had a 29-yard touchdown run against Baylor, and I asked him in the postgame, I said, uh, take us through that. How about that? You know, it's the longest run of his career at that point, 29-yard touchdown run. I said, what, what did you see? And he said, it was all a blur, man. I don't even. He goes, I, I don't even know what I was doing. And then, and then he turns around last week and has a thirty-yard touchdown run against Kansas. And I asked him again. I said, "You said it was a blur." And he said, "Well, he said now it's, you know, you're seeing things pretty well, and the offensive line's doing a heck of a job." He's, he, and that goes into kind of that decision-making thing where he's taken a step forward too. I think he's able to see the bet, see the field better, but but he's also his footwork. And uh, his uh, functional mobility, you might say, as a quarterback, I think is, is, is definitely significantly better this year than it was last year. So between that and decision-making, I think those are the two main things. 
I'm not asking you to, to give away any inside information if you had it, but what's your gut on whether Sanders, uh, Jatavian Sanders, will play? Yeah, I, you know, Sark said at his presser on Monday he would have more information on it on uh, Thursday, and and hopefully JT will be able to go. I mean, he's been a big factor, clearly. You know, I want to see him out there for no other reason to see him uh, you know, go over and greet his old buddy and teammate Billy Bowman. I mean, yeah. you know, they were teammates on a state championship team. Uh, I, I worked the telecast of their state championship game when they were at Ryan. And, uh, you know, he, but he's been a big, a big part of it. Obviously, his presence makes, uh, you know, Xavier Worthy more of a weapon, Adonai Mitchell more of a weapon, uh, you know, even the running game more of a weapon. So he's a big factor on that. And Gunnar Helm is a, is a good, solid tight end, but he's a good, solid tight end, whereas Sanders is a, a Mackey Award candidate if he's out there and playing like he normally does. So, yeah, I, I hope he can get out there. Same thing on the defensive side with Ryan Watts, uh, the corner. He's in the same kind of boat, and he does a good job there at corner. Now they've got some other guys who can play, including a, a true freshman uh, from Dallas and Malik Muhammad. But they're, you know, uh, Ryan Watts is a real stabilizing factor as a corner back there too. What's your assessment of, of the offensive and defensive lines and, and how they've played this year? I think the offensive line. Uh, by and large, you know, stepped up even more. They were they were a strength of the team last year, and they had a couple of they've had a couple of moments where they've had some slippage in there. There's been a little bit of leakage. Uh, gave up, I guess, a, a sack or two to Rice, and did so to Kansas last week. But by and large, they've been pretty solid for a Quinn in the passing game and in the running game. They've been really really good, and that's helped Jonathan Brooks be effective. The defensive line, the biggest question was really on the edges. How would the edges do with what they had graduated? But Baron Sorrell has been a factor there on one side. And then on the other side, Ethan Burke, who wasn't the most highly recruited guy on the planet. I think he was like a three-star, but he was a local kid from Westlake High. He was a lacrosse player. He's six six, rangy guy. And he's got a couple of sacks early and has been able to get some pressure. I think the number one benefit out of all of it, Toby, is rotation. They they built depth both in the offensive line and the defensive line, and that's helped keep guys fresh to make them strong in the fourth quarter when they've made some big plays. The the depth I think has definitely improved. Well, listen, the win over Alabama was incredibly impressive, and and Texas has earned their ranking. They've been great. Is there a spot somewhere where you feel like? that I don't know if weakness is the right word, but maybe they're vulnerable Saturday. Is there a concern that you have about this football team? Yeah, I, I think so. There, there's still two or three areas as, as Sark like some deep shots. Uh, did so against Kansas, did so against Baylor, gave up some deep balls there. And uh, that's, that's sometimes what, what has come out is it's been more of a communication issue between the safeties and the corners. And so they've tried to work on that. That's one thing, I think. Um, they've taken a, a couple of uh, – Baylor, the two of the most reliable guys on the planet, Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, each – for a fair catch. Now, it was a breezy evening and all that other kind of stuff, you know, but Sarkis, you don't make excuses for it. You just try to avoid that. So that was, they didn't have any of that 
last week. But Bert Auburn missed two field goals. One was a long one, was the 50, 50 or 51 yarder, and then one was a makeable one. And he missed one off the upright against Baylor from short range. So there's some special teams things. And as you know, this game quite often can turn or be highlighted by a big play on special teams. So I think that's something else they're really working on this week. Craig, right now we're looking at a high of 73 on Saturday. I'm, uh, you know what? I, I, I set a, a, a guideline. You and I have talked about this, uh, about, you know, uh, you know, attire for working. And I, and I was raised in the old broadcasting vernacular. You know, you, yeah. you're going to work. You're going to, you know, whatever you wear, coat and tie. But I put in a rule as, as, as my age has advanced just a little bit <laughs> over the past couple of years. And you know how in golf you have what's called the 90 rule where you ride your golf cart yeah. within 90 degrees and then turn. I have a 90-degree rule for calling a football game. If it's 90 or above, and that includes the heat index, not just the temperature. If it's 90 or above, we're in coaching polos. We're not, we're not in suits. Yeah. So, Roger Wallace, I said, hey, I think this is a coat and tie week. <laughs> oh, are you suiting up Saturday? I may. I may. We're, we're talking about it, you know, and I've been I've been in the, you know, like I said, the 90 degree rule uh, for the last couple of years. It, we're, we're so excited about it not being so hot. We may throw on the coat and tie on 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 Saturday for this. I did it for many, many years. And then uh-huh. I thought, OK, it's not this is more about comfort over over style or whatever. And I'm and, and you know me, I am no fashion plate, but uh, but it. But put it this way, we're probably sport coats anyway will be in vogue. Wow. I have a similar rule. It's called the uh, no way on God's green earth rule uh, will I ever wear a suit to call a football game in. So I will be invoking (laughs) that this Saturday, and uh, I don't know what I'll wear, but it won't be a coat and tie. But you'll be looking sharp. You'll you'll look much better than I will. Yeah, but I'll sweat a lot more than you probably by the time everything gets going, (laughs) you know. So we'll see how it all rolls. My friend, I look forward to seeing you on Saturday morning up in the booth, and thank you for a few minutes of your time. Uh, we'll, we'll chat at you this afternoon. Listen, uh, uh, last one to get the deep-fried pho uh, is a rotten egg, right, uh, the, the, at the state fair. So we'll, yeah, no, we'll, we'll both eat well. I'm not too worried about that. See you, Craig. <laughs> All right, Toby. Craig Way, voice of the Texas Longhorns. Chris Plank joins us next to wrap it up. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. All right, wrapping it up, the crossover. Chris Plank joins us now. Good morning, Plank. Ooh, what's up, T-Row? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. How are you today? What's I'm, on your mind? Okay, today? that was lightning quick. Sorry, by the way. I was in the uh, I call it the Steely Studio. I was in the Steely Studio and I was chopping up. Jim Nagy was on Andy Staples' podcast and had some interesting things to say about one Dylan Gabriel yesterday. So I was chopping it up for the show. So I apologize. Forgive me. Who's Jim Nagy? 
Senior Bowl director. Okay. Director of the right. Senior Bowl. Us draft nerds. He is like our. I've heard that. Did he pitch for the Indians? Yeah, yeah he was a Charlie Nagy. Charlie. Okay, so. oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I was like, isn't he a baseball hold on, player? Hold on. R.I.P. Charlie Nagy? Uh, I, I don't know about that. If we've lost him. I'm going to be hurt here. So We're no, about <laughs> to find out. T-Row, I have a question for both you and Go TJ. Ahead. Today is that day whenever I really start drilling deep in the Ref Royal Rumble. I feel like we're all kind of being bullied into making the same pick around here. Well, I have you guys talked about this? No, not on okay. air, but I did have I, a discussion never with the chairman. That. I never pick OU. Okay, okay. Well, me neither, outside of a few locks here and there. Right. Charles Nagy's still alive. By okay, way. No, no, you beat goodness. me too. Thank years goodness. Old. Thank oh, goodness. Good. I'm glad he's still here. <laughs> so you're saying, TJ, you're not going to allow. But, I'm not saying that. I'm not okay, saying what the chairman okay. decided. I just let him know, like, look, there's no. I see what everyone's doing. Do you want to be the guy left out, or right. do you want to make the move if they're wrong? And I hope they're not wrong. And right. I, so maybe you should go with them. So we have had the discussion. How is the chairman handling? Are the chairman handling things over the last few weeks? Uh, not well. Not okay. well. He hasn't hit an upset this year. That's unusual for him. He has not. Uh, he has not uh, handled it and been in the right frame of mind for sure. For some reason, the chairman his only care is whether he beats me yes. or not. Oh, Toby, is that what it's Toby come down is to? his main concern. Wow. I have no idea. His arch no, nemesis in this world. But nice to the guy. But nothing but trash talks my kid and picks on him. So the, the word has got back to Bronx, and Bronx is like, wow. all right, well, let's settle this. I'm a big Bronx fan, so well. you shouldn't know that. Can't have the chairman on the wrong side. So you're saying, Toby, basically everyone in the Ref Royal Rumble so far has picked OU. For both their lock and their upset. Not basically. Everybody. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we could tell people Parker, Travis, Teddy, and Drake oh. have all lo locked OU and picked OU for their upset. Oh. Teddy in a very colorful way, by the way. <laughs> not made for, not not suitable for work. Or so children. you're saying you're not going to, not because of any disbelief, you just never pick OU. That's kind of been your thing. I have a policy, okay. yes. It's a good policy yeah. to have, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's good or not. It's just my policy. So <laughs> You're like Kirk Street. Chris, have a great show today. All right, Toby. Have a great day, man. Thank you. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. Thanks to Craig Way for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.